0: Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampi. I'm Christy. Let's talk about Married at First Sight. Well, Christy, the stakes continue to rise. We have less than one month to go before. Oh, decision day. Decision day is looming.
1: It is only 24 days.
0: Emphasis on... Looming for some of these couples because it's not necessarily going super well for the majority of the cast. Yep, same or a different episode, same story. Uh, it's almost like we could title every single one of these episodes this season. They're just about the same thing. <laughs> just every time. It's a real. Ocean of optimism, as I like to call it.
1: We start with Nicole and Chris Mm -hmm. for goat yoga.
0: Yes, which is Nicole's attempt to, uh, I guess, get her dad to hate Chris a little less.
1: I feel like her dad has come around a bit. Like, it's not quite as bad as the wedding
0: yeah, I mean they have been working on him, and he's gotten to see them uh, operate. And I'm I'm using air quotes here, but real life, he he's seen them together a bit more. So he is he is warming a little bit. Uh, I, there really is something for everyone. I I will say. I I did not know that there was a a big market for goat yoga.
1: Yeah, i would seen this like once before, either on this show or some other reality show. The goats were uh, very interested in joining the yoga.
0: Yeah, well, goats are very active creatures typically. Uh, they just get on my last nerve personally. So I would not be super into goat yoga myself. But I guess some people really dig the just being used as a jungle gym for for all these goats, as as you are simultaneously attempting to do yoga as well. Uh, Which, of course, this wasn't for just any old reason. I guess Nicole and her father really have bonded over yoga in the past.
1: Yeah, this was like the recall your childhood trauma episode, essentially. Mm-hmm. For everyone.
0: Yes, if you if you recall, I'm pretty sure for every single couple, we got to hear Dr. Pepper say some variation, almost verbatim of, so, such and such. Share with your spouse about a, a time when you were just feeling so low. <laughs> just as a chance. Because th- this... I I feel like the theme of this episode, based on what Doctor Pepper kept trying to hammer home, was deeper. Go deeper.
1: Yeah, with varying success, I would say.
0: <clears throat> uh, mostly non-success, but I here. I don't know. I thought this was kind of heartwarming to be honest with you.
1: You mean this particular scene? Uh, yeah.
0: Just hearing about how uh, how the two of them had bonded through, through yoga. Uh, I guess he, was, at some point, had actually become a yoga instructor after they had been uh, bonded through it. They, like, taught a, a rugby team, maybe at her college. I forget exactly. Uh, because... You know the the teenage years were real rough for yeah. Nicole.
1: Parents divorced, so it's good to see that they have like a good relationship now.
0: Yeah, despite the fact that like, man, it was pretty early divorce too. Like, at, I think she said four.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is uh, early.
0: And then I guess with just all the chaos of the co-parenting and having to go. back back and forth between houses it seemed like her mom got more custody and so she would just sleep on the couch at her dad's house yeah that's uh, rough
1: that's really rough on the child
0: yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of like resentment it seemed like a lot of just those sort of chaotic teenage type emotions and hormones in then in that situation but they've managed to to come back around, and he was asked to like give his honest assessment because we have heard him say before that Nicole is difficult. <laughs> uh, and so he did. He, he was like, "Yeah, she like this and that and the other," but she has learned and grown.
1: Yeah, apparently, <laughs> this marriage is the most amount of change he has seen in her
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah he uh, one important thing i think was the the word he was using was uh content like contentment like she hasn't really ever been content before at least that he's really seen and so she seems a lot happier and and actually content here so that's real nice And that's why I am hanging out here a little bit because we're going to go right back into the the depths of despair here (laughs) for just about the rest of the episode.
1: There was one final thing with this section where Mark says that Chris can call him dad. Oh, yes. I
0: mean, I I don't want to forget that Uh, because Mark is cautiously optimistic
1: yeah, and apparently his, Chris has earned his respect.
0: hmm Yeah, because originally the deal was Chris could call him dad after decision day, like if they survived, Uh, but he changed that uh, because of how Chris has been interacting with and uh, loving nicole so that's uh, that's that's just about as heartwarming as you get on this show to be honest with you
1: i know like all good vibes as dominique mentioned for now
0: <laughs> for now
1: <laughs> well we take what we can get
0: mm-hmm. so let's talk about Shaq and kirsten or kirsten my yes
1: they are dressed in their sunday best yeah and let me just say they need the experts real bad even even kirsten verbalizes they need a mediator capital letters need (laughs) i can't believe we're this far in and we've had one expert visit so far with pastor cow that
0: we that we know of
1: well at least yeah at least they've televised
0: yeah all the other ones went so poorly that they had to wait until i do not even what like week 12 (laughs) to to show another one after after, because the last time we had an expert visit is when we had a divorce (laughs) so maybe they got a little like a little shy like "Mm, I don't know maybe we need to let things lie a little bit Mm -hmm. lest we cause more divorces though I would argue that that divorce needed to needed to happen but uh back to our favorite at this point kind of favorite
1: wallflowers yeah i think things got a little more interesting with them but so in the past yeah things yeah. are starting to heat up as we'll <laughs> see by the by the end of the
0: episode um so they of course uh are going to be visited by the one and only Dr. Pepper because this is Dr. Pepper's episode And how did that go? (laughs) Well. I always ask you that when I know it's going to be juicy.
1: So Kirsten talks about her parents splitting up and I guess the shame she felt from that and how she became closed off, especially living in two different households, which is, I guess, a common theme this season.
0: I I will say because before we before we actually get to that explanation uh because that again in in response to the question of share your shame share your <laughs> deepest most painful shame uh we got a little bit of dr p wisdom uh but i also wanted to ask you because when she first arrives uh or shortly after she Asks them how the intimacy is going, like the chemistry, the intimacy. Because we all know, right? This question is is coming, <laughs> and I specifically want to know how you uh, just perceived how how it Shaq's answer to this question hit you, because. I-
1: Are you talking about later when she asked about chemistry increasing? And Shaq talks about the forehead kisses?
0: Um, yes. Did I put that in the wrong place?
1: (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, it's all the same convo. Um, it was a little like he was reaching for something positive hmm
0: because well it also yeah because and i told you you know it made no sense but that's that's the whole thing is i felt like what he was saying didn't match what he was saying and that his yes, response to that was like mean. oh oh we're we're doing better like sort of the insinuation being like things are heating up things are starting to on the forehead <laughs> go go well which of course dr pepper is super happy about but then What we find out is that, like, it's, like, forehead kisses. And I guess she's sort of been, like, not Dr. Pepper, but Kirsten has been, like, kind of cranky at him. Like, give me those forehead kisses.
1: Yeah, I was slightly confused (laughs) by that part, too. I I was like, okay, does she, like, all of a sudden want it? Which could be why Shaq is a little hesitant about going for it. I also don't know what's going on behind the cameras. Mm-hmm. Well, they they brought he, he brought up like uh, he
0: got up in the morning and she wasn't up, and he didn't want to wake her up, and so he left, and then he got a text from her later and like where are my forehead kisses? <laughs> <laughs> so th- this relationship continues to be confusing uh, to to us. And I think the wider world, as well as Kirsten and Shaq. (laughs) I think everybody is confused by this relationship. Um, And I guess going back, because somehow I skipped forward in time. uh, The nuggets I wanted to bring up uh, were Dr. P told them that they need to make no assumptions.
1: That's good advice. Yeah.
0: Which is... Some of the best relationship advice there is, to be perfectly honest. And then in relationships, it's do unto others like they would do unto themselves. Basically meaning love them how they actually receive that versus loving them how you want to love and be loved. Which I think is important for both of them to hear but i think also very important for Shaq to hear because he seems to be into some of these like grander gestures but it seems like he has a lot of stuff happen in his brain and he's like oh she would absolutely love that and he hasn't really checked in with her and so then we go to the greenhouse where (laughs) yes where where we cannot pick out a plant for the life oh, of us man. because she's really not on board with it. And I'm, like they totally are on different pages. An iconic scene. so that that's that's a big part of part of it. Um, and then it, the the moment when uh, I forget what, like it was in all the like independence and being my own person and everything and doctor p is like do you think that could be affecting your relationship at all
1: <laughs> you <laughs> like, think <laughs> like
0: like such a that's such a like is non confrontational isn't it maybe could be interpreted passive aggressively but it's really not passive it's just like such an innocent like well do you think that could be affecting your relationship at all <laughs> Because we all all know that that it is. All of this, like, they're just their own people and they can't get out of their own heads. And, like, the fact that, uh, especially, you know, with Kirsten and how difficult it is for her to, uh, like, let go of this, like, deeply ingrained independence a little bit and put... The stuff in her head out there into the relationship uh it's important stuff so
1: so back to the forehead kiss for yes, a second please dr pepper says we need serious spousal <laughs> yeah. kisses yes.
0: forehead kisses are not enough
1: kirsten Wh- <laughs> seems a little hesitant when asked <laughs> would that would that be too much but says no
0: yeah What a strange dynamic. And
1: then also has to like counsel Shaquille to be like, I know she didn't want you before, but now don't like pull back.
0: Right. You can't, you can't, you can't hold like the first week or the first couple weeks or potentially even the first month, but like hopefully only like the first week or two. You can't hold that against your spouse because. This process is so jarring and strange that it's like almost being shot into an alien world, where it's like, okay, well, what's going on now? And so he's gonna have to let the whole bald head comments let that oh that too let that go. Which I, again, I get that given him talking about his insecurities with losing his hair because he lost it young. And I think that's a a fear that many, many, many men share. Because let's be honest, most men go at least partially bald. (laughs) And it can be pretty tough on the old psyche. Uh, And so to be like, oh, bald head, I'm pretty sure I requested Super thick hair. What happened here It was a little yeah, tough.
1: tough to get over.
0: So let's yeah. get back to the crust, shall we?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, there was a short little scene with Clint and his friend David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, one of his old man friends. <laughs> on Zoom. Yes. Things, things, are, <laughs> things are in a good place. But he wants to know the inner crust of Gina.
0: It never gets old to me just if for some reason it just hits me in a bit of a comical way how like old clint is and like you see that in like some of his wardrobe choices the fact that like a lot of his friends that we've seen are graying like Mm all this stuff uh it just that is is he kind of on the upper end of the age spectrum for the show in general
1: oh i definitely think so i mean he and mitch
0: yeah i mean eris is up there yeah
1: he's 39 as well
0: um i'm just curious about about past seasons if it's typically skewed
1: i think late 30s is about where it usually tops out
0: okay so
1: i also just noted that Sometimes these friend combos, you don't get much out of it. Like, yeah. unless it's last year, like, Mitch and Kirst- or Kristen's sister and that explosive one. Uh, like that was fun. We just, they're just kind of there.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a little bit of filler, a little time yeah. to just be like,
1: oh, good for you. Like,
0: here's some advice, I guess. <laughs> uh, and... Clint will just not let go of his crust analogy. No, he's going to keep it going. He just keeps it going.
1: So next is Jasmine and Eris. Mm. Hmm. So this is their Dr. Pepper visit. She notes they are not progressing. And Jasmine talks about how the attraction thing has hurt her feelings and things are stagnant. Mm -hmm. so i don't know if something was cut out but i feel like dr pepper's response had nothing to do with that and instead it was share something that will help him know you better i feel like that doesn't really fix the fact that he's not physically attracted to her
0: no it, it it does not um i'm sure i'm sure something was cut out of there uh in order to make time and all that, they're just they're it, they continue to not have a a good answer to that.
1: No, that, it's just that skip, question skipped over essentially. Um, like, let's work on the other parts. But like, if heirs can't get past that, they're just kind of treading water, right? Which we
0: did. We did uh, kind of re- revisit that though. Uh, you know uh, in large part because of that that question uh, because Jasmine got to talk about how uh, you know she's uh, with the the coaching that she does that she gets a chance to mentor her her classes her 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 girls that that she coaches there uh, and mentors them to you know speak up for themselves be be bold and be able to like share stuff and she hasn't really been able to do that herself in this relationship because of all the just stuff that's gone on in her past I guess and just all of that relational hurt and everything um one thing that stuck with me was her talking about how like man it just it's you know it feels super alone because like i've just started learning to, or i've just started like basically loving myself for who i am and now like i'm just all alone in this marriage yeah he's not cause, feeling me because he he doesn't seem to care and and again another great little nugget maybe this doesn't have anything to do with you
1: Another zinger. (laughs) Which,
0: which, as we all know, uh, seems to be true. Like, the the hang-ups are are on Eris' side, for sure.
1: Yeah, so it's his turn to share, and he talks about experiencing the major deaths, like his best friend, another friend who got hit by a drunk driver, and so...
0: I mean, his dad and uncle died.
1: Yeah, so uh, he's afraid to be close to people. And that's still impacting him. And then Pepper asked, "Did you get married to keep you from running?" And he said, "That's one of the things I was hoping." That is not great. Not a good reason.
0: Yeah, I me. Mean, I mean,
1: that's. Uh,
0: I mean, sure. I like. I I get the messed up logic uh, to a degree.
1: Like, if you haven't fixed that root issue, getting married isn't going to solve that. Right, because as
0: we see all the time with this show, being married does not mean you do not get
1: divorced. No, in fact, it's more likely on <laughs> this show.
0: Well, that also is is true. I, I'm, I'm sure that the national divorce statistics are uh, as depressing as they can seem sometimes not as dismal as the married at first sight divorce rates. No. Uh, but also just that, that fact that like entering into a legal contract marriage is not going to magically solve your psychological problems. And I don't think that's a hot take, but, I mean, that's just that's That'd just be, how it is. And it seems like he has a lot to work through, seems just like in general. It seems
1: like he was hoping that's what would happen, but Dr. Forever tells me he has to get over that fear.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he does claim to want it, but he has all these obstacles in, in his way. And, you know, that... That need to dig deep, as we keep hearing through this episode. I, I just, I just wonder if there are too many obstacles in his way, because it just seems like there are so many hurdles before he can even get to like truly seeing Jasmine for who she is, and like actually having some attraction towards her. All of that stuff. It, just, it seems so far away at this point. And we only have, tw- well...
1: 24 days. 24
0: days at, at this point, or, or less, potentially, by this point in the episode. So I just...
1: Uh, yeah, nothing was solved with this expert visit, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I just... I just feel bad for them. Because Jasmine really wants this to work and wants to be in a successful marriage and on, on some level eris wants that too but he's just not equipped to like actually do that
1: no there's a lot of things like even that story from last week or the week before about the Girlfriend who hurt him or whatever. So Uh, he's been got ghosted. Yeah, so he's been shut off for ten years. Like that doesn't seem like a great place to start a marriage from. No. So there's just a lot of things like that where it's like, okay, he's 39, you'd think like, all right, ready to settle down, but there's too many hang ups and things he hasn't resolved.
0: Well, and I'm sure the ghosting uh hit a similar nerve to all the other stuff of like all these people that he's close to dying around him, and mm-hmm. like especially while he's while he's young and all of that, like I'm sure it's a similar nerve. So like I again I I get that how traumatic that would be, um, and how difficult that would be to get through. But it seems like he hasn't been able to, and I mean it. There aren't always a lot of resources out there. And tools, yeah. of, tools available, especially since, right, like, a lot of those deaths were, like, in sort of that mentorship, like, you know, with his dad and his uncle, like, all this stuff. Formative like, years. Yeah, yeah, so, like, super important people in terms of, like, guiding and teaching and, and forming as well as, like, being in a really sensitive time in his life really seems to have done a number on him, so— Hopefully we see positive developments because trauma sucks.
1: Next we see a short little scene with Kirsten and Shaq where they have takeout. hmm Which for some reason they put on It was incredibly confusing. Glass to me. plates. Yes.
0: So first with, of all, I mean they have it's in the <laughs> it's in the containers, okay? Like it's right there. It's already in a place. It has
1: its own vessel. It,
0: yes. That's the first thing. So then we go. And we take it out of that and put it on real plates, which I could understand if it's something that's like, you know, it's more of an entree, you know, that would like get the container
1: soggy. But like this is a burger, a burger and fries. And it looked like she had a salad. I was thinking maybe like a steak where you can't really cut it properly in there, but... Yeah, just not, it didn't seem
0: like a huge soggy potential. So I was confused by that. And then when they had the real plates and still used disposable cutlery. That was the kicker, the cherry on top. <laughs> I was I was very confused, but I'll try not to judge their their culinary escapades here because that's really not the important thing. No, but it here. really stuck out. <laughs> that's not the important thing. The important thing is... Kirsten
1: wants his help with her real estate
0: logo. Because mm-hmm, she's really blown up lately, it seems like. Being real successful, and so she needs to take her brand to the next level.
1: May as well utilize your husband, I guess. Yeah,
0: well, he—I uh, guess he's a creative person and has some uh, some of those creative skills, sketching, etc. Yeah, she um, seemed
1: pretty happy with his sketches. Yeah,
0: well, she—I mean, he was doing it right there. It's like, oh, you could do this, that, like, ooh, make it a little house, and uh this may have been well i say may this was the most sexual tension we have seen (laughs) from them thus far
1: over a logo Mm -hmm. on a website
0: oh well yeah because it was so she's like "Mm, hmm man i like i like that uh do you do websites too Mm
1: -hmm." can you do my invoices
0: yeah well uh, i i think she what she was saying was that she like wanted him to do her invoices, but she also like offered to pay him in I, other ways. And, yeah, he's like no no you I'll, you don't have to like I'm I'm your husband. She's like no I'll I'll pay you in other ways. Winky winky. <laughs> like very very suggestive. Like she even had that that uh ITM where she was talking about how much it turned her on to see him <laughs> like do his creative thing wow. like
1: Well, at least he found the thing.
0: I mean, I guess the question is, does he actually know how much that turned her on? Because that's part of the question, right? Is how, like, is she still having Nicole slide notes under his door?
1: Well, hopefully he was paying attention.
0: Yeah, hopefully he noticed her her standing there drooling. (laughs) Uh yeah, so that was that was that was uh, fun little scene. Fun, fun to see because uh, we want we want to see more more just synergy from them. Like something they, they've just been so disconnected. I'll take anything.
1: So Chris and Nicole, it's their turn to meet with Doctor Pepper, and this was basically a giant love fest. Like. <laughs>
0: Oh, it they are is.
1: they are doing great. They're building trust and vulnerability. I mean, the they both talked about past relationships, but it wasn't anything like that they couldn't overcome, like in their current marriage. Yeah, seems. I mean, it was ba-
0: it was basically like for Nicole, for example, uh, like you know, past relationships have had a bigger effect on on me than I thought they did before. And so it's kind of tough for me, and and he's like, but I fully accept you, and like, yeah, it's kind of tough to be in that place, but like, I I found her, like, I, I forget which one of them, but one of them was like, thank you, Doctor Pepper.
1: Yeah, it was. It was just <laughs> for my spouse. It was all great.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Which and she tells him, delve into that stuff. Just keep digging. <laughs> uh that's that's the theme dig dig keep digging dig
1: well speaking of digging Mm
0: -hmm. yes we uh have reached the moment where all the couples get a bowl of personalized questions yep
1: though the fish bowl we see every season
0: though they said it was personalized but we got a lot of the same questions, at least that we saw.
1: Yeah, maybe the personalized ones didn't air, but... Um, hey, they were too scandalous.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: Eris uh, um. asked, what will keep you feeling safe? And Jasmine can't think of anything. Yeah, this, this segment
0: was incredibly awkward.
1: Yeah, it, it was, was a, a little, struggle. A little unexpected, too, but... Um, He asked about her upbringing, and she's like, oh, we've already tackled that and doesn't give any more info. (laughs) What's the hardest thing to forgive? And she says, you go first. So he talked about a friend who committed suicide and how like it was really hard for him to forgive that friend. But eventually he did, and even his mom attended their wedding. And after all of that, Jasmine says, nothing is coming to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And then finally, what worries you the most, and she says, our marriage. I mean, that's yeah. accurate. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know. I guess I guess maybe, and I don't tell me if you because I, I think she was on the after party, right? Yeah. So let me know if if the after party backs this up at all, but it seems like maybe it's just really difficult for her to participate at all, let alone enthusiastically. In this sort of thing when she just feels so like shut down and like firewalled off from the marriage yeah, most of the time.
1: Yeah, my read was that she's over it. Like it's been this many weeks and he's not really showing much interest in her. So in the after party, she did say it was just a lot of built up like tension emotions or okay. whatever. She, at this point, she needs action from Eris, So that's kind of why she shut down a bit there.
0: Yeah, because you can have all the conversations you want. And I mean, even later when he talks to Jasmine's mom, like like you can have all those, oh, here's everything about me. But if that isn't paired with all the other stuff, the like actual interest of any kind, like because even, you know, we've, talked about well are clint and gina trying to have an actual marriage but like whatever the case is it like at least they have some amount of chemistry that they have built and it seems like at least some of that has been intentionally built but they have some of that chemistry whereas here it's just nothing Nothing because he's just so shut off and like, I'm sure he can't even like do anything with her. Like I don't think he has touched her in weeks. Like I think when was it? Some some, at some point, one of them said, and I think it was Eris that they haven't kissed since the honeymoon.
1: Yeah, things are pretty dry. Yeah. So like,
0: uh, no wonder she is shut down and can't come up with anything because there's she's not getting anything of substance back in terms of actual action oh that's frustrating so
1: it's clinton gina's turn to meet with dr pepper Mm -hmm.
0: yeah there's been lots of water under the bridge
1: yes they've grown a lot they're having fun but having fun isn't going to make this a marriage yes
0: dr pepper go deeper (laughs)
1: so time for the past experiences question Mm -hmm. Um, Gina has apparently struggled with vulnerability especially with men and they haven't gone deep since the honeymoon because of gingery and (laughs) slender and whatever athletic
0: yeah I guess just the the fact that because the honeymoon was so triggering Mm -hmm. like they were they were vulnerable there and it did not go well (laughs) they
1: were not vulnerable in the right way (laughs) no they were vulnerable
0: in all the wrong ways and and so it's been a struggle to get back to that point what did you make of uh right before that uh gina's nighttime visitations you remember that
1: yeah well it's like weird because they're sleeping in two separate rooms Mm -hmm. so I mean I guess at least it's good that they get some time at the end of the night but it's just like why not just sleep in the same bed
0: well that's the question we all have but it seems like they regularly I don't know if it was a nightly thing or not but seem to regularly uh gina will go into his room uh because he has hank (laughs) and i guess she just sits on the floor and they like talk about their day debrief whatever um because hank is in that room clint man this the decision day is going to be really rough for clint if if this is a no because he loves hank so much gina (laughs) (laughs) well that's a hot take (laughs) uh i i'm not gonna say whether i agree or not with that (laughs) okay but that that's very very hot so the other big thing here and i need to know all of your thoughts about the getting to the crust and how clint wants to get to the crust but she doesn't think he's working to get to the crust.
1: Well, it's kind of an issue of initiation. So he's expecting Gina to volunteer information. Gina wants to be asked to volunteer that information, and so they are at an (laughs) impasse.
0: Yes, because she needs him to be specific. And uh, that just elicits a bit of defensiveness from... Clint, because that just doesn't feel organic to him. You know, he doesn't want to just have a Q&A. He needs yeah, it to be this, organic.
1: I feel like this is a pretty common thing. Like, some people, like, just need to be asked specifically. And other people are just sharers or just more broad with stuff like this. <sighs> so it's kind of hard to meet in the middle, I guess, for them.
0: Yeah, I just feel like in a situation like this both people really need to do both they need to Mm -hmm. freely share and also ask specific questions
1: (laughs) yeah i mean gina could even just ask the questions she wants to be asked like
0: but that but she needs him to ask (laughs) okay don't you understand she needs him to ask
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they ever... It seemed like they didn't actually resolve this by the end, even with Dr. Pepper trying to get Clint to just ask the questions. Yeah, I... Bit of a conundrum.
0: Yeah, I mean, a little bit of a stalemate here, to borrow a chess term. I don't, I don't know. They... they you gotta, you gotta do both, especially with such an accelerated timeline. Yeah, you've as only this got is, three weeks left. You gotta, you gotta always be willing to put that information out there, and also show that interest and ask the specific questions from both sides. So yeah, really, this is both of them are fifty percent wrong at least.
1: This is kind of feeding into the they're just the friendship. Thing, yeah, it. they're just there to hang out. If you're not planning to stay married why go deep so
0: yeah Hmm. Hmm. okay
1: so we see chris and nicole doing their questions
0: Uh this was probably the most interesting uh question setting environment of of the episode because they answered and their questions as they rode exercise bikes next to each other. Two birds with one stone. Which, if that isn't the most romantic thing you've ever seen,
1: (laughs) they just, man. (sighs) Man, these questions were, or at least their answer to this first question was rather (sighs) revealing. (laughs) Uh. So the question was, the time you felt the most amount of shame. Nicole talks about the burn on her arm which we saw a flashback yeah, to met, the cigarette yeah story. we got
0: they they talked about that uh on the honeymoon uh where and this is awful yeah because her ex told her that if she loved him she would let him as, an, as extinguish a cigarette on her arm, and so she obviously got a burn from that, and still has a scar. Uh, but the the shame specifically was about all that stuff happening, and then she lied about it to her mom. Uh, I forget what what like what the excuse was. I think
1: burned herself with a curling iron or something. Okay,
0: yeah, that, yeah, I think that was was it. Um, yeah, and so she was like well I like I don't think she believed me but she didn't really push back and so she's like well now she's finding out I know I can't believe she didn't tell her all the time on, on
1: national television so I'm sure that was a fun conversation after the episode aired
0: well I mean again I, it seemed like her mom knew that you know something something was off there yeah um she just maybe should have gone and smacked him around on on her daughter's behalf but mm, uh, not gonna get into that any further uh
1: then it was chris's turn (laughs) so apparently he threw a party
0: he threw yeah he threw a party in college uh with you know lots of underage drinking and you know all this stuff and i guess his mom almost got arrested
1: yeah i guess was she there that was
0: yes so she was she was there i he said something about she was like cooking brownies or something which makes me think his mom was not innocent at all and she was like making pot brownies that's or what i thought too <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> a little something extra in those um,
0: i i don't know if that was actually the case or not um i think she was more of an innocent bystander but i guess the the police came and almost arrested her and there was all this underage drinking of course and i guess they just let everybody off with a with a warning which of course chris was like well you know this this was such a terrible idea um do not have underage parties, okay? He never did it again. Um, no, I, I, I totally, I totally get like that—the shame from that. But also, just hearing about that is is hilarious.
1: <laughs>
0: so, that's like that's in the moment. That's super shameful and embarrassing. Uh. It still like feels bad to hear about what happened to her because that was like legitimately evil.
1: Yeah, that was beyond awful.
0: Versus, how, like, his thing was incredibly ill advised and a, a terrible idea, but more humorous to hear about down the road for sure. And be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What an idiot! She, Nicole is like, yeah, things might have gone differently if uh, I don't know if she would have forgiven you if she
1: had uh, gone to jail. Had, had gone, had gone to
0: jail. <laughs> yep. They
1: also both talk about being insecure. Chris mentions being lovable, mm-hmm. worthy yeah. of love. He hasn't.
0: He hasn't felt worthy of love, and by gosh, she is going to change
1: that. <laughs> also, Nicole is worried that their happy bubble will burst. I think this goes along with her asking the question every day, would you say yes if it was decision day? (laughs) Wanting to make sure that bubble doesn't burst. So she's afraid of leaning into the happiness.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess her reasoning is she's afraid of feeling as happy as she does because like, whenever she's, gotten some happiness it's like been grabbed away from her which is horribly depressing to hear because like that is not a fun way to live life whatsoever
1: i also feel like it's hard to trust this relationship just because of the nature of it like tv reality like it's
0: well well yeah so that that part but also in addition to that just like her previous relationships, like I cannot ma- even begin to imagine how much that relationship messed with her.
1: I know. How do you get past the the branding? Like, there's so much trauma there,
0: right? Just all all that abusiveness, like all of that, like essentially conditioning to like, yeah. This this is just what love is. This is what what love is, and to like have to rebuild your understanding of what actually well like what love is actually like and how you know you actually deserve to be treated as a human being. So I I mean I I don't I don't blame her for being worried about her happy bubble. I like my hope would be that as they continue this process, 'Cause she does seem really happy with Chris, that she can gain some security herself and confidence that like this has some legs and and even if ultimately it ends at decision day or beyond, that like she's actually built up some foundation of how to find happier relationships.
1: Yeah, hopefully
0: hmm back to depressing
1: well, um Jasmine's mother and heiress have a visit.
0: hmm yes, Jasmine's mom came over. Apparent- to have a little combo
1: apparently Duchess chewed up one of his shoes
0: mm-hmm. which, which we is got the not great the uh kitchen cam
1: Those are that's some of the best footage of, honestly
0: uh, I mean apparently he he wasn't super mad about that well he does have a lot of shoes well that was one of his normal shoes
1: oh okay not the the special those are boxed up
0: yeah well it wasn't one of his like 300 pairs of shoes <laughs> um and i guess he's like he's okay with with duchess like the the mom dog not so sure about like having a bunch
1: of extras can't say i blame him no he so he's, eris is frustrated no. that Jasmine's not, you know, opening up. And I'm like, but this is kind of your fault. (laughs) Like, you like... Coming in in with the hot takes. Like, how can you be surprised she's just finally just sort of given up?
0: I mean, that is a legitimate question that, I mean, you would have to ask Eris. I don't have the, the answer to that question.
1: So her mom thinks maybe you have to pull it out. So he wants to try and find what they have in common.
0: The fact that he has no idea if they have anything in common. I know. What have you guys been
1: talking about for the last five weeks? Uh, Just all the
0: orgies. (laughs) Like, so. I just want to continue our conversation from last night. Uh, In 2007, that was the best one. (laughs) just continue i i i don't know at all uh what did you think of her mom's uh reaction to uh to the no sex till decision day decision
1: i don't remember what she how she reacted to that
0: well i i, I say reacted like he didn't tell her in that moment i'm assuming she you know she's been having conversations with jasmine yeah so so she has an understanding of that the just the the what a relationship affirming choice to to make on your one month anniversary <laughs> <laughs> uh but essentially she did not think that that was a good idea whatsoever she's just kind of a bit shocked like what like why would you do this so you're going to make this determination Oh, no sex until after decision day which first of all you're not gonna have any sex in this relationship (laughs) (laughs) because you ain't making a past decision day uh but she didn't say that uh but what she did say was like so you're just gonna take that off the table essentially like why would you do that when you're existing like you're not going to leave any room for just the the day-to-day stuff happen and like you actually start to build a connection and and things happen you're just going to be like no this is just off the table and i think again that's coming from his like fear of of everything but (laughs) i think she also said uh something about uh, like you know like like, I'm not telling you what to do, but, like, it's a little weird.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, <laughs> it's not a recipe for success, in my opinion. No,
0: because, I mean, according to the mom, and I I would tend to agree with this, but Eris has some real stuff to work on, uh, that they both overthink. And she'll be praying for them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what are you willing to sacrifice? At this point... Not much, it seems no. like. Will that change? Seems unlikely.
1: So we see Clint and Gina doing their fishbowl assignment. Mm-hmm. They
0: actually both are sitting on the bed for this. hmm So much more intimacy than her sitting on the floor.
1: <laughs> moving on up. Uh-huh. A little So bit. we learned she, like, avoids asking for help. She likes her independence. It feels like a burden if she has to ask.
0: Yeah, she she calls it. Uh, she well, she says that delegation phobia is her number one toxic trait. Which his response is, you 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 like consider that toxic? She's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> because in in different ways, they're both super independent people, uh, and coming together in this way is a bit difficult a lot difficult impossible difficult perhaps so that's real great
1: there wasn't a ton more here for this scene um they talk about or specifically for gina the financial insecurity that's probably why she's a workaholic
0: yeah yeah because they yeah uh, please continue
1: and then on Clint's side his biggest insecurity is not fulfilling the things he wants in life like having kids
0: yeah he he is getting up there in age I mean on, on her side of things it seems like a lot of that comes from uh just the fact that her her parents split and so just the the instability and like f- trying to avoid feeling like a burden and asking for stuff uh really drives her towards that you know workaholic type level because she doesn't want to be financially insecure and you know clintz is basically like i mean he he was able to empathize with her which i thought was good because uh his situation wasn't the the exact same but like his parents got married super young apparently and so well they didn't split at least not then i don't know if they they've split since like because they were so young, they had so far to go in terms of their, their own development and like providing and all of those different things. And so a lot of sacrifices had to happen to kind of keep the family moving. And so the price for that was just a lot of the sort of emotional attention, the family time, all those things. And so he, he feels that as well. And so, you know, he's kind of old at 40. There's still stuff he wants to do, get it, get, you know, stuff he wants to accomplish. He wants to still get around the world, but he has a strong desire to have a family and all of that. And so he's kind of insecure about that. But apparently, you're still young at 40 now, she, ass- she, assur- she, she assures him yeah
1: especially for a guy that's not that's not that old
0: i know i mean from a family perspective like guys can be having babies till they're super old
1: yeah so i have
0: seen i mean, I mean sperm quality declines a bit but <laughs> uh it still can happen
1: Our f- oh go ahead
0: no I, I was just gonna ask if you were gonna reference the final question they had
1: i i wasn't but i don't remember what it was <laughs> <laughs> I, it was the,
0: the most important thing from this whole segment, which was uh, the question uh, was, I believe, uh, what is, what's the thing that you have waited until, you know, this point further into the relationship to tell me? And his answer was that he has legally changed Hank's last name.
1: Oh, okay. I, I remember <laughs> that now. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Which was hilarious and just further hammers home the point that if they get divorced, he is going to be devastated because
1: of Hank. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Maybe they can co-parent after the divorce. (laughs) We'll see. So Our final scene. Yeah, this is... A little bit of a blossoming, perhaps. Would you yeah, Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I mean, Shaquille has this whole body paint station set up.
0: Yeah, so he, I guess he is really trying to take what Dr. Pepper has to tell them her advice, trying to take it to heart and act on it. Especially the, just the stuff about he may just need to take charge sometimes and just, like, go and do.
1: And well, that's what he does. And this is what he came up with. Yeah, he rubbed paint all over her. Yeah, a surprise
0: body paint party.
1: The The music they played over this was, like, very suggestive.
0: Well, also his his question at the beginning, do you trust me enough to create a masterpiece on your body? <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess she seemed to enjoy it.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, he was uh creating a a, a just a, a picture, I guess, of, of their relationship and their connection. I don't know if you noticed uh when he finished part of it was cuz I I would guess that as a general couples activity, this is probably usually done even more nude than than they did it but she you know this is television so she was like wearing sort of a simple kind of setup with a, a decent amount of skin but like not naked because this is tv and so she had exposed belly did you see uh she had a d on her belly because he's a he's dylan right it's like he, he's oh Shaquille i don't dylan. think i noticed dylan. the letter i believe it is dylan um so that was, that was part of it. I think. I yeah. I think that was intentional. I don't think it was like an, an emoji of like the this big smiling emoji <laughs> on its side. Uh, so I believe it. It was a reference to their relationship.
1: I thought you were gonna say it was a reference to something else. No, <laughs> no, it is
0: not sexual. Okay. He even it, whipped out. It the... is surname. Okay.
1: <laughs> he whipped out the strawberries and whipped cream
0: Uh uh-huh yes do you trust me
1: i mean the way they went for it that didn't seem like the first time they kissed no
0: i think i think they have kissed before it's just kind of continuing things has been difficult uh he did ask her several times do you trust me are you sure (laughs) you sure so she was like standing on this sort of little podium thing i guess to avoid getting paint all over the the apartment so on a cloth on that uh and he just goes for it he just like fills up her mouth with with the whipped cream pokes a couple strawberries in there and just goes to town and um if you also listen to our bachelor episodes We had a very similar scenario this past episode uh, with sushi instead of whipped cream. And I will say, as awkward as these things are to watch, the sushi was way more gross. Uh, But getting back to this scenario... This one was pretty bad, in my opinion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it was... so hard to watch. At least it
0: was pretty self-contained. And I do... i I want your opinion on
1: this it seemed like it seemed like
0: she was kissing him back
1: yes well they also had to like transfer the strawberry from his mouth into hers so that's part of why i was like "Ew."
0: (laughs) christy did not want to watch this but (laughs) for all of your sakes she did she kept her eyes open and and watched it go down and they went back for round two yeah like let's get a refill on they must
1: have enjoyed it
0: (laughs) yeah which uh man uh that was i mean in my opinion unnecessary for me to see (laughs) i could have uh appreciated more just a vague description in like an ITM, perhaps, instead of the full. I mean, can you imagine being the poor camera person? Like this isn't the this isn't the GoPro in the corner. This is a real person
1: standing like stand, three feet away,
0: standing pretty close to them, and having to just stand there as they slobber all over each other. Mm-hmm. But man, that was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I know that from a biological standpoint like arousal can really bypass that like disgust factor like there are things that people do sexually while they're like in a sexual mood and environment that like would be disgusting normally so like i know that's a thing but i also still didn't want to see that (laughs) and i just uh yeah, I was just like, she really seemed to be returning that. She was like... I mean,
1: did you see the preview for next week?
0: Um, I think I heard something about, like, that they did consummate. Yeah. Which
1: was, I mean, look, I mean,
0: it seemed like it was pretty obvious. Like, yeah, I'm
1: actually it, surprised that happened, though. Things just seemed so, like, especially last week. Last week was not a good week for them. So to see the following week, oh, we've moved to consummation, it's like, okay, things change pretty quickly.
0: Well, these marriages can be awfully short-lived. So there is going to be a lot of more accelerated changes, potentially. Um, I guess so. I guess I'm not – I'm not super surprised because I feel like part of their struggle is Shaq being able to read and understand her. I don't think she does a very good job getting that to him, that information. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I just don't think that that is very natural for her. Hence the very aggressive notes from Nicole. Uh, But I think that they do both want to be on the same page, even though they've been flailing about hopelessly for a lot of this time. And so I think if they can hit points like this, where it's like, oh, we're on the same page here, I guess Shaq just needs to, you know, have her look over his shoulder as he writes some HTML and like... (laughs) that engine's (laughs) revving to you know ready to go uh so like things like that i don't think they've been like an ocean away from this sort of thing happening it's just like when you see them sort of bumping into walls in the maze it's like i don't know if this is ever going to happen but then they like find their way somehow Mm. but she look like ain't nobody gonna know okay nobody's gonna know what happened in that bedroom except for the two of us okay you're right <laughs> as if the next time they get together somebody isn't going to be like so who's having sex huh <laughs> like definitely not gonna happen for sure nobody's gonna ask that so i, I I mean, I I was happy to see this because they both seem like pretty solid, decent people. And so it's always gratifying and nice to see these little wins happen because they aren't always super common in, in environments like this. I mean, we still have so much uncertainty for these couples. So...
1: that was the end of the episode it
0: was and so i'm gonna ask you because i need to know where where is your decision day barometer this week
1: i mean still unchanged i i i mean shaquille and kirsten maybe but i need more than one good week to move them to a yes (laughs)
0: Okay, so you're still sticking with Nicole and Chris. Yes for now. Yeah. Definitely no for Aris and Jasmine.
1: Oh yeah, that's and, that's over. Uh, Clint and Gina are coasting to the end.
0: <laughs> uh, you don't you don't think that they've been a little bit more successful getting to the crust?
1: Not not the real good crust. Oh, also, so, so
0: they're at the upper crust. Yeah. They need to get to the lower crust.
1: Yeah, also there are like previews that they keep showing.
0: Of chaos?
1: Yes, like different spouses talking about other spouses. So I'm like, well, clearly those people didn't last. So it's like, if you're going to spoil it like that for us, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't I, leave much guessing.
0: I don't pay any attention to any of that, okay? I live in the moment.
1: <laughs> well, I won't ruin it for you, but it's very hard to have any... Hope. Oh. Uh,
0: okay, look, I'm gonna live in the moment. All right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a hopeless optimist. I'm gonna be a hopeless romantic, and I'm gonna say that Clint and Gina, they can find a way. Okay, they can find a way. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with three yeses this week
1: oh wow <laughs> that's so hopeful
0: that, that that's that's not a super serious three <laughs> but one of us has to have a little faith in humanity once in a while okay we can't be all doom and gloom all the time i just hope that speaking of clinton gina that the question bowl was a helpful starting point for them to maybe be introducing some of these more specific questions and realizing, oh, like, yeah, I could ask stuff like this from both their sides. Oh, I could just share this information. Like it's not that scary to do that. That's what that's what I'm hoping they like got out of that.
1: I mean, that's what the experts are certainly hoping. And that's what that
0: yeah, exercise that, is designed to do, but the, the expert the experts are never right. We've established this. I mean, they, they have great advice, but are never heeded, and everyone fails in the end. So on that cheery note, we will return next week <laughs> for yet another uh, episode of Merit at First Sight and The Bachelor and all that great and wonderful torture. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are too, Christy.
1: I am. Finale next week for Bachelor.